Episode of Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman. I'm Travis. I'm in Los Angeles as always, and I'm speaking with Josh Wyman, my twin brother, and he's up in Vermont. How's it going, Josh? Hey, Travis. It's going great. Good to hear from you, and I uh, can't wait to hear about what's going on in Los Angeles. What's going on right now is the weather has been very, very hot. So I went into a big air-conditioned REI the other day because it's relaxing to me. <laughs> I feel like this is a theme. I go into like camping stores that have AC. But uh, it's very nice. And uh, I got some, some fizz tablets that I can drop into water bottles and they turn it into Gatorade. They turn the water into like fizzy Gatorade. And uh, those have been really helpful when I walk around in the heat, because we've been in the 90s a lot. I think global yeah. warming's real, and uh, it's really heating up the world. The Swedes are learning how to firefight for the first time. They've never really had fire uh, fires in their forests until now, so I guess they've been in touch with the L.A. Fire Department because, you know, the California firefighters know how to deal with lots of uh, forest fires every year, so we're teaching the Swedes something new. Oh, that's good. It's nice. You know, the Swedes gave us Volvos and, uh, you know, what else did they do? Your car. Yeah, the Saab, the Volvo. They made uh, weird cars that uh, break in weird ways. And uh, yeah. and uh, I'm actually going to give my Saab away uh, pretty soon. I'm going to give it to a charity. Oh, called, no. Uh, Why are you doing the... that? Well, it's it, it probably needs about $1,000 of repairs mm-hmm. to make it inspectable. It has... Three warning lights on the dashboard. This is a list of things it needs. Mm-hmm. It has uh, warning lights on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. The brakes and discs need to be replaced. There's mm-hmm. a crack in the windshield. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heater and the air conditioning don't work. Um, what's the other thing? So you just drive with the windows down all summer? Yeah. I mean, the turbo works, the engine doesn't leak oil, and mm-hmm. the tires are good. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it needs some improvement. And it would just cost too much, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to give it to this garage called the Good News Garage and get a uh, tax write off for it, and I think that's the best option. Oh, so you pretty much won't have to. Yeah, you won't owe too many taxes if you donate it. Yeah, I'll just get a I'll get a write off. You know, I remember you did the that thing cash for clunkers with your old Subaru, so. That's this right. This is a theme with you. I'm uh, actually the reason I'm doing this also is I'm uh, big news here. I'm moving down to Boston with Liza. Oh right, it, yeah, yeah. You told me that. In two weeks, uh, I, I let I'm leaving my job with the state and I'm going to a computer programming boot camp down in Boston, and that will start September first or September fourth actually. So, uh, yeah, we got a place in Somerville. And uh, just going to move down there. Oh, so I guess I'll just have to ask you, you know, what's going on in Massachusetts now? What's going on in Boston versus yeah, it's uh, t- Vermont? Now, I, I just want the viewers or listeners rather to not be alarmed. Stacking wood will still be stacking wood. Uh, I'll, I'll still be in New England, just not in northern Vermont. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're still going to have a contrast, but it will be, <laughs> it won't be... 
a tiny city to a large city. It will be a mid-sized city to a large city. We're, I'm, I'm not going to be in the small city of Burlington anymore in Vermont. I'll be in a, the mid-sized city of Boston. Mm. So it's, it's a slightly larger city, but we still have a, con- a cultural contrast because you're in Los Angeles. So I, <laughs> well, I think I, it will, no, yeah, it'll be fun. You should bring on local uh, Boston figures, you know, yeah. to your end of things. I mean, I know you'll be busy until whenever your uh, your schooling ends, but maybe that's November, right? It goes till November. Yeah, it should end uh, November fourteenth. So maybe I'm you could get a- Rob Gronkowski or Tom Brady. On. yeah yeah uh, i mean I'll you prob- saw tom brady running along the charles one day when you were back in boston before you moved up to vermont yeah i might go down to i think he lives in brookline or alston so maybe i'll just find his house and wait for his audi to come out and yeah he lives right near car. robert Kraft in i think on a golf course in brookline in a massive mansion so if you can yeah. get past the guard dogs i'm sure you could ask him i'm sure his security isn't uh too buttoned up or maybe you know i'll learn all this computer stuff and uh i'll be able to shut down his security system and get inside his his compound i'll be like mr robot so that's cool you're gonna be a tech bro i'm gonna be a tech bro a chad a tech bro in boston yeah no i you know tech has been getting a lot of heat lately you know people are really down on elon musk and bezos because they're enslaving the human race and uh not giving workers fair compensation but i i think you can't blame the programmers because the programmers are just uh you know they're the construction workers of the internet they're the guys pulling the uh digital stone blocks to make the pyramids right i'm just the guy pulling the digital blocks for yeah. the for the large for the bezos and being given two bottles of of mead a day or <laughs> that's all i want i just want two bottles of mead and i'll drag your digital block up the up the pyramid yeah uh, i think but, that analogy worked yeah uh, sure <laughs> no it's actually kind of fun though i i like programming i'm uh doing javascript right now yeah, and you're already getting ready you're completing assignments right yeah it's good i have a good group of people i'm working with uh in my class and we're skyping and doing all sorts of things so it's fun That's cool yeah so is there anything you're gonna miss up in vermont when you go well i mean you're still in new england like it's not like you're going that far you can still yeah, drive up to burlington it's about a three-hour drive from burlington uh to boston so um <clears throat> i will miss the lake is very nice up in burlington the people are nice mm-hmm. i've had a good experience the past two years up here and uh, i'll miss uh the comedy club is very nice up here uh, mm-hmm. nice shows and yeah you know but boston also has some good clubs and things what are, so. what are some things you've learned living up in vermont what has it taught you what has it taught me uh it's much colder up here mm-hmm. um the the roads are much worse up here in the winter than they are down in boston mm-hmm. it's like it, it freezes so studded tires and snow tires are much more important uh well, up here i remember when i was in boston 2015 blizzard remember they had to bring in the snow melters yeah yeah no i i know that but uh this is like ice you have Mm -hmm. to you're skidding it's the roads are more challenging in the winter uh what else have i learned up here uh i don't know 
I'm trying to think of lessons. I think I I, I think what you're doing is really cool, Josh. You're you're taking an, another step forward, and you know what? I think this is a great way for you to infiltrate the modern society that you've been railing against in that manifesto you keep sending me drafts of. So this will yeah. be the perfect way. You're going to the heart of the machine. Like you're you're pretending to be one of the coders, you know. Well, they say the best way to uh, enact change is from within. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think this is great. You're slipping like a sheep thing over your back and you're slowly crawling towards the sheep herd that you've so railed against, you know, these past few years, right? <laughs> writing your manifesto. Yeah, they don't even about know. how technology is going to rot out mankind's, uh, you know, society from the core. Yeah, yeah. So good job. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited for you, Josh. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, do my best to topple the infrastructure of mankind, <laughs> the digital infrastructure. No, the disclaimer: if anyone's listening to this in my my new tech cohort, I don't mean any of this. Travis is making it up. And I've never written a manifesto. Yeah, Josh is totally on board with all of you. Josh is really, he's pro-technology. Yeah. So, all right. So, moving on. Um, what's new up in Vermont? I mean, there's kind of, you know, a little sent getting me sentimental. This is one of the few, last few times I'll ask you what's going on up in Vermont, you know? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's been very hot and humid. It's been high 80s and at least over probably over 50% humidity. I don't know the percentage, but every time I go for a run, uh, my t-shirt's soaked and yeah, I'm just sweated all out. So I've been running the air conditioner in my bedroom at night constantly, and I don't even want to look at the electric bill this month. It's going to be uh, huge, I think. Oh God, how do you think that that naked man is doing this week if you're so sweating, you know? He's loving it, I'm sure. He's probably the smartest guy in town. He, you know... Yeah, that's what I you think, need to do. Oh, I should get like naked. This. You know, maybe I should. Maybe this last week I, I should do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, nah, no one wants to see that. I'm not. Any big uh, festivals or, like, is fish playing, anything like that up around Burlington? No, I mean the waterfront always has festivals. Um, down next to the lake where the boats dock, there's like a flat grassy area and there are always tents set up for festivals and mm -hmm. i'm half the time don't know what they are but there are constantly people from quebec uh going to these festivals and uh there was one last week and i don't even know what it was but oh you know speaking of getting out and about and doing things uh our younger brother sam was out here for business a few days ago and he wanted to go see some comedy so we got some tickets to the comedy store in west hollywood remember i did an uh open mic there a long time ago yeah and uh yeah we went into the original room it was called and it's funny i i had only seen stand up there one other time i think when we went with a friend a long time ago mm -hmm. but it was fun sammy and i sat down right behind a couple from canada and it was a it, it was interesting having been to so many ucb shows like the comedy store crowd is mostly like tourists people from you know uh, states like nebraska kansas and like new england and stuff like that just watching these stand-ups and uh from like 9 p.m until midnight we stayed we saw stand-up after stand-up and they each had like maybe 15 to 20 minutes they'd do mm -hmm. 
And they were good, you know, it was funny. There was an older guy in a suit that had been doing stand up there from like since nineteen seventy six. And uh Yeah, is he is he holding up? Yeah, I mean he I forget you his name. You he don't did, have to be nice. You don't have no, to be no, nice. No, he then. was good. He did that joke machine style where it's like set up punchline, set up punchline, ripped out of the news because he'd written for late night for a while, I think, in the eighties and nineties. So that was his wheelhouse was like doing set up punchline. And uh, then he started to stray a little from that and do more like off the cuff stuff and it wasn't working as well. So then he went back to his like joke machine stuff and yeah. he's like, all right, you guys like this. Let's do this. And and we saw Bobby Lee and Ali Wong. They came in and it was, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to see the stand-ups. It's funny. I didn't recognize a lot of them. Sammy knew a lot of them. I mean, I knew Ali Wong and Bobby Lee, but it, it's just like a different whole crowd, you know, than I'm used to seeing, so... Yeah, that's nice. I I like seeing uh, when I see shows up here at the Vermont Comedy Club. I like seeing the uh, middle openers, like the people who middle, mm-hmm. uh, because they're usually brought along with the headliner. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of them, and they usually try hard, and that's my favorite part of the show usually. Cause oh, it's funny the the uh, ticket. The girl at the ticket booth, she thought Sammy looked like her friend, so she wanted to take a picture of him and send it to her friend. So yeah. she took his picture <laughs> and uh, sent it. And then she happened to be a stand-up, too, and they were lettering her on to open for all the reg- paid regulars for the first time that night. So it was so funny. She <laughs> took Sammy's picture, and then she got up on stage. And I guess she was a former stripper, and now oh, she's yeah. doing stand-up. So. Did she work at the body shop? Uh, I think it may have been in a different state she stripped. I, I'm not sure. But, I mean, oh. she was good. She had her style and everything. And it's funny, on the way over there, Sammy and I drove from my place in Highland Park. And, uh, you know, I get desensitized to seeing luxury cars on the highway. But we saw, like, a, a Rolls-Royce Phantom on the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it had just been bought because the rear plate wasn't on it or it was being rented or leased or something. Brand new, just driving. It was a black Rolls Royce Phantom. So Sammy's like, speed up. I want to see it. And I want to see who's in it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always feel weird about that because I feel like they think you're obviously coming up to check out the car and everything on the highway when you speed up. So we, I pull up alongside it and there are these two. I don't know if you've ever seen the video game Hitman, but it looked like yeah. two, two Russian bad boys just like in full suits with shaved you know, like with a Mach 3 Razor head, just looking straight ahead with stern faces, like they were not enjoying themselves at all. Like, they were just... (laughs) (laughs) Then Sammy's like, oh, look, it's two Russian bad boys. And then we we were uh, wondering, like, what they were doing. Were they on their way to do do a hit? Or That car... that You ride in the... The guy who owns that car is riding in the back, so that's probably the bodyguards. Oh, okay. So those are like a Russian oligarch or something. Yeah, if you own a Phantom, you don't ride, you don't drive it. Oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, that's what. But the 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 woman with the wings was popped out of the front hood ornament. You know. Oh really? Yeah. uh, That was. (laughs) It was funny though. Sammy was just. He thought that was fun, and then we went and uh, yeah, went and saw some comedy. Yeah, that sounds like a great night. Oh, and the other night I got a uh, street dog for the first time in a while. And it just goes to show, it was in Echo Park. And uh, the woman, 
she spoke very softly when she asked me to pay her for the bacon wrapped hot dog with all this stuff on it like mayonnaise mustard relish everything on it and it looked so good uh it was from that place we got it a long time ago with sam the shortstop kind of near the shortstop yeah and she quietly kind of asked for told me the price and I thought she said $8, and I was like, $8 for a street dog? Oh, man, I guess Echo Park has really changed a lot. So I, I um, start getting out my cash, and I'm like, okay, here's the $8. And then she put her hand up, and she's like, it's $3. Three. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's a great deal. So I went from being like, oh, <laughs> this is like way overpriced to, oh, I think you were kind of selling yourself short with this nice big hot dog for $3, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's great. You know, those yeah. are, that's something you definitely don't want to eat in your car though. That's, that's the kind of hot dog you need to eat standing up out on the street because it's just a mess, you know, just falls all over. Yeah. It's yeah. very dangerous. Like I wouldn't eat, eat one of those with a white t-shirt on, but you know what you should have is, uh, see if you can, well, you'll be too busy, but you go to a Red Sox game in the fall, you know? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, no, I'm going to oh, be working. Fenway Frank, you know, get, get a ticket after the game started when it's like three innings in. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to have time till November. So yeah. it's like, I'm going to be working five days a week and then all weekend on homework. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm currently doing like 20 to 30 hours a week plus my job. So I'm not really socializing that much. So if anyone's listening to this and I haven't answered your calls or hung out with you, uh, that's why it's not personal. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time. Oh, I haven't seen any of those big Ospreys go over the freeway in a while. That's always kind of fun to see when I'm going home from work. Sometimes those big military twin rotor Ospreys, there'll be like two of them going really low between downtown Los Angeles between the buildings. Oh, yeah. They, it always looks like Independence Day, the movie when those two go but i'm i'm used to it now but the first time i saw it i was like oh no is kim jong-un doing something but no they're just practicing for if he actually does do something do you uh remember obama used to come to hollywood constantly because celebrities loved obama and he they'd give him a ton of money yeah he'd uh, go does, to clooney's backyard yeah just he would come there so often and it would shut the freeway down uh mm-hmm. but now that probably doesn't happen right oh because trump wouldn't come here yeah, he's he's always like, I hope California falls off into the ocean or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although it's funny when he did go to London and they had his big baby balloon floating, there were like three ospreys going through the sky there. Why was that? Just for air support. I don't know. I saw British people taking video of them because I don't think they own any the British Air Force. So they were like, "What is that? Oh, hello, what is that in the sky?" Is that it's how they big sound? Old, it's a big old Yankee Osprey. I think, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good accent, Travis. And also, uh, I think that baby balloon was not uh, very smart if they wanted to insult our, uh, you know, Donald Trump, because it was it was kind of cool looking. It was like pop art, you know, like if someone oh, like made... It was all smooth and... Yeah, if someone made that balloon caricature of me, even if it was fat and crying... I'd still be like, oh, that's kind of cool. You like made a caricature of me, and it's it's making me s- simple to the public. 
It makes my face look simple. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, it's like advertising. It was like advertising for him. It was, I, I think it's funny when people do things meant to insult people and they actually just uh, increase public awareness of them instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, I got you good. Mm-hmm. I got you good. I got you in all the headlines for like yeah. a whole news cycle. I'll show you. I'll retweet everything you say. I'll retweet on everything because it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but, I know. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Headlines are headlines. Oh, let's see what else is going on. Oh wait, any are are there st- is there still a huge bear population in New England? I've noticed some family members, like our aunt uh, Brenda, has posted pictures of bears circling her home. One bear in particular, and uh, Sam actually told me that a very large black bear came right before the day before he flew out here, came through his front yard and it was a massive black bear and it was just cuffing over his trash barrels on his front lawn and our dad was there our parents were there and you know how dad gets fixated on things and he doesn't care about danger he just like walked out he got really fixated on taking video of the bear as close as he could so he started just (laughs) nothing else mattered just focusing on his phone walking slowly towards the bear as like cars were slowly rolling by and Sam was like, "All right, get back in the house." It's you know, <laughs> yeah. You but of get... course, black bears don't generally attack. Like I think it would be very rare for a black bear. You know, grizzly bears do, but still, you don't want to like startle a black bear as it's like walking around keen. You know. Yeah, I mean, but how else are you gonna get that nice close up? Yeah, but Sammy said it was actually kind of funny because the bear slowly just tried to slip over a split rail fence or something Mm -hmm. to get over to the next yard and he said it was funny you saw just his huge butt with like a little foot kind of trying to uh, tip over the fence it looked like the Charmin bears in the Charmin commercial yeah and uh yeah they've kept their dog Josie inside I think to me just in case you know yeah I heard because the bear was getting into the garbage right yeah, there's just been a lot of more black bears in Cheshire County, New Hampshire. I, I think people don't really hunt them anymore, and who knows if it's the hot weather too. They're just coming into town to get garbage. I don't know. Yeah, well, the population's definitely up because I looked it up the other day, and it's been it's doubled in Vermont in the past like five years. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, I also heard um, so they relocate them if they keep hanging out in populated areas, and they do it two ways. They either hit it with a tranquilizer dart and then, you know, put it in a truck and take it far away. Or they back up a trailer, like a trailer on wheels with a large tube. And then it has, uh, they like throw donuts inside the metal tube. And one end of it has a ramp up into it with a, a mesh gate. And wait, when wait, it, like Krispy Kreme donuts? Yeah, donuts or whatever. Dunkin' donuts, yeah. Yeah, food, chicken. And then they when the bear gets inside it hits a pressure plate and it drops both sides of the trap down and then it's trapped in this solid metal tube with gate on either side and you can just back up a truck to it and hook it up and then you tow it out oh it's Uh, already a trailer with tires and everything yeah it's like a have a heart trap for a bear that you can take down the highway like a couple hundred miles and (laughs) (laughs) it's really smart though i mean that's smart and so they've been using those in new hampshire yeah vermont Vermont, yeah in uh that show North Country Law. They well, where do they, where do they bring them up to Canada or something? 
Probably like Kuas County, way northern New Hampshire, right? <laughs> That'd be funny if like a bunch of these rangers from New Hampshire, Vermont, they just casually drive over the border up to Canada <laughs> and we just keep pooling like hundreds of bears up in Canada. <laughs> oh, just dropping them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You just need to put them out in the middle of nowhere. These animals need to get out of, you know, party's over. We own the land now. Yeah, the species war ended and we won. And they need to recognize that. They need to just m- munch on those, um, you know, Boston cream donuts in their tubes and just, you know, settle in for the ride up north. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they get donuts and a free ride. It's uh, They mm-hmm. should... Uh, they should do that for drunk college kids on Main Street in Keene. Put yeah. a little tube with some donuts inside. And oh, to punish them, them for being drunk? Oh, they're just too drunk. You know, uh, early morning, the, the belligerently drunk kids would just crawl into this tube and eat some donuts. or And then, what, uh, bring them to the jail? Yeah, so they don't cause, uh, you know, a ruckus on Main Street. <laughs> You should run for mayor of Keene, Josh. Yeah, I'll be like, so I'm going to keep taxes the same. Uh, parking is going to be kept the same. Uh, and I'm going to bring this trap in with donuts to trap the drunk kids. Mm-hmm. And then uh, vote vote me, Josh Wyman, for the mayor of Keene. I don't think you'd get the drunk vote. Uh, they're too drunk to vote anyhow. Oh, I actually, I've been meaning to get in the ocean, but it's just such a such a battle. To get from Highland Park to the ocean, it's, it's about an hour, you know, in traffic when things are light. Yeah. When things are heavy, it could be like two hours, so. Yeah, you need a, you need like a Ducati or something. Yeah. Or even like a tiny little moped, you could just split the traffic and, you know. Yeah, like my with. Yugoslavian Tomos that I used mm. to own. Yeah, maybe you should get one of those in Boston. I'm planning on biking to school uh, because the school's down in the financial district. I mean, a moped would be nice, but it's pretty much downhill from Somerville to downtown Boston. And mm-hmm. I I think it's good. Then I'll be forced to exercise going to and from school. When, so it'll be like a break, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be good. Well, that'll be, that'll be nice. Yeah, Somerville's a good area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's getting very yuppie. It is. Well, every city in the country is being, uh, you know, I hate the word, but gentrified. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to hit peak, peak gentrification eventually. And then the suburbs will become popular again. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to, there's going to be a pushback and they'll be like, they'll they'll call it something else. But it'll, well, be, it'll like, be like in, back to the land movement, same as it was in the 70s, you know. Yeah. Uh, but only... It'll instead of be doing van life or like tiny house life, it'll be like, you know, I don't know, backyard well, back life. to the land. You it'll know? be called the backyard living style. And it's like I have a backyard now because I'm in the suburbs. And it's yeah. like I didn't in the They'll city. They'll be like, wait a second, guys. It's way the cost of living is way cheaper, and you get more space to yourself. Yeah. Which wasn't the case when everyone was leaving the cities. It was more expensive in the suburbs, but... I don't know. I'm not an expert. Who knows? People are just going to cities because you get I paid I know that more. was the whole Mad Men era, was you'd hop on a train and like, get to the city. And... Yeah. Yeah. Stay with your mistress in your uh, city apartment. In your flop house down in uh, Soho. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that what is a flop house like a studio apartment? Is that what that's called, or is a flop house a place where you go I think after that's where you... people do drugs? Right, like oh, it's just I... a flop house is a place that it's just people go to do drugs and bad things, and like... then you flop down and pass out. Yeah, I think that's why it's called that. I don't. So think it's like people, op- like people would just call their side apartment like their extra apartment or something. A flop house, I think. Well, I'll look it up, but I think. Can you look it... up flop house right now? Yeah. I think. Yeah, because if you were doing like smoking opium or doing heroin, you would, after you do it, you just kind of like slouch over. So, that flopping a house. Yeah, could you have you found it? Hmm? What a flop house is. I think a flop house is just like well, a kind of house that a lot of people, uh, you know. Okay. Okay, so flop house on Wikipedia says. A flop house, uh, or it's also called a DOS house in Britain, is a place that offers very cheap lodging generally by providing only minimal services. Characteristics. A British DOS house was a very slightly better alternative to a wet and muddy. Choices available ranged from a lice and flea-ridden mat, expensive, in parentheses, to ropes strung in rows across the room. Standing side by side with other boarders, you, your ha-penny would buy you enough room to hook your arms over and try to sleep on the ropes? What? You just hook your arms over the rope? Okay. What? This, in turn, gave rise to the term dossing, as in, I was dossing with my mates, which is, in English vernacular, equates to, I was hanging around with my mates. Oh, you just <laughs> hang on ropes. Oh, so hanging out means you hung hanging on Hanging out means you kind of hung in these little rope <laughs> cots that were in rows. So it looks like a bunch of little hammocks in a row. Okay, oh, people who make made use of these places are often transients. Quarters in flop houses are typically very small and may resemble office cubicles more than a regular room in a hotel or apartment building. Some flop houses qualify as boarding houses, but only if they offer meals. American flop houses date at least to the 19th century, but the term flop house itself is only attested from around the early 1900s originating in hobo slang. In the past, <laughs> flop houses were sometimes called lodging houses or working men's hotels and catered to hobos and transient workers such as seasonal railroad and agricultural workers or migrant lumberjacks who would travel west during the summer to work and then return in eastern or midwestern cities such as Chicago to stay in a flop house during the winter. Okay. So it's super cheap because you're living in a rope hammock. Right. Yeah. Some di- city districts with flop houses in abundance became well known in their own right, such as the Bowery in Manhattan, New York City. Oh, that's famous. The Bowery. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Okay. And they're called cage homes in Kong Hong. Uh, no, <laughs> Hong Kong. Kong Hong. What's Kong Hong? <laughs> I know Hong Kong. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Cage, cage homes ha- in Hong Kong. Why is it a cage house? Uh, because of the rope stuff. Yeah, just an open living situation. Okay, so that's it. So you can hang out with your mates in a DOS house. Oh, or a flop hanging house. out. Hanging out. So we just learned where the term hanging out came from. You laying in little little hammocks with your mates, you know. Yeah. After well, a night of drinking or something. Yeah. It's kind of like those tube hotels they have now. So it'd be like tubing out now. Oh, in Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah. All right. oh, I see the sun's starting to go down behind you. 
Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, the days are still long, but not as long as they used to be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to wearing a nice sweater, though, on the way to class down in Boston. Nice, brisk, brisk day. I'll have my... Oh, really? I'm not... I don't like wool. Oh. Well, I mean, maybe a long sleeve sweatshirt and pants, you know. It feels good when it's around the 50 degree mark. I wouldn't have done well in, like, colonial New England because... Uh, I'm not, I just don't like how wool feels. I don't know why, but yeah. See, I would wear like leather though. I'd wear, like if I could make some nice soft leather pants and like a leather t-shirt or something, then I'd just wear that. Yeah. Nice fringe leggings. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of tan the leather so super thin that it's almost like cotton. Yeah. I'm, you know, there was a hybrid of settler settle you know the trappers dressed like the native americans you could do that Mm -hmm. grow a long beard and have some fringe and Mm -hmm. learn the local language Mm that would be a good life uh so yeah but anyhow uh so this week's stacked or whacked um i wanted to do something that related to the summer because we're in the last month of what i consider summer i consider june through august to be summertime uh, so I wanted to do something that related to summer. So I, I did baseball as the theme of this week's Stacked or Whack. And oh, nice. Specifically, ways that I came up with to make baseball cooler for the fans because they are saying it's uh, it's becoming an aging sport. You know, most of the fans are older, and I think that these are some things that could help to make baseball cooler for the fans. And I'd just like to hear if you think these ideas are stacked or whacked, okay? Okay. All right. So number one, um, if you're a fan in the outfield, in the stands, and you catch a home run, uh, then you have to get a tattoo on your back, all across your whole back, that says, I caught a, and then it's a colored picture of Homer Simpson. Uh, And this has to be done uh, during the rest of the game. It will be done in the stands. The tattoo will be put on your back, and the crowd will get updates on the jumbotron about how the tattoo is going <laughs> wait so it's just like a huge uh picture of homer tattooed on your back if you catch a home run yeah it says i caught a and then homer and it's free you don't have to pay for it it's paid for by the franchise hmm i i don't think i would want that yeah I you wouldn't think, want th- well because like what if it's someone who doesn't want to have a tattoo yeah, well, they could they could turn it down, uh, but it's optional. It's an option, and I well, and I think I think the people out there in the bleachers they're usually pretty drunk, so I think most people would accept that. But you could say that. So you personally <laughs> wouldn't want it, though. So a whole stadium would be watching a really wasted person make a bad life decision. Well, it's a bad badge of honor, though, to catch a home run. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. No, I've I mean, it'd be it. fun. Like, in terms of, like, if I got to see someone else get that, I'd say that's pretty stacked, seeing Stack. that. Because it's like turning the stadium into a big, raucous party. Oh, so, boy. That's so good. I'd say stacked. That's stacked. stacked. But as yeah, long as they stacked. Yeah. can, like, yeah. There you <laughs> say, go. Yeah. Turn it down. Yeah. Get so that I'll say tattoo. that's stacked. Yeah. All right. Stacked. All right. Number two. Uh, each section in this in the stadium you know, up in the stands, they get to control a fire hose uh, and blast outfielders of the opposing team, but they have a limited amount of water, so they get maybe seven or eight good blasts that'll send an outfielder cartwheeling. 
Uh, and he, so it's kind of like they can help their home team, you know, right when the guy's about to catch a ball, bam, they can hit him with some water, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes it interactive. Uh, stacked oh, wow. Around. That adds a whole new element to the game. And so it's not just like the Red Sox. Like they in the Yankee Stadium, you, like New Yorkers will have a, a hose with seven blasts in it too. Right, right. And throughout the whole country. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I guess it takes away from the purity of the game a little. But no, I think I feel like I've told you that I think it would be fun to like put little obstacles in the outfield and stuff. So I'm definitely think this is really stacked. You know. All right. And especially, <laughs> you get someone who would be really good at aiming a hose, like a firefighter. Who I think would intentionally buy seats out there. You yeah, know? you would. The, the people would decide who aims the hose. So. Or, well, also, this is an important question. Can you aim the blast at a pop fly baseball as it's in the air and try to knock the baseball out of the air so that, you know, the, yeah. the outfielder can't catch it? Yeah, I think you should, that would be super hard. So I think you should. That be would able- make Sports Center, you know, top 10 highlights if someone could hit the ball with water and somehow knock it out of the stadium for a home run. Yeah, or just knock it, you know, to a different. Oh, part of you the could outfield. assist. You could assist it. Yeah, yeah. Assist like it if higher, you somehow yeah. skim it, give it yeah. some backspin, or something. Yeah, yeah. That definitely. Yeah, no, that's that's really stacked. I think they should do that, even just for if it's just for like a couple of weeks to get everyone excited. Like I would love that. Okay, great. All right, number two is stacked. All right, and uh, finally, the the final way that I think that uh, we could make baseball cooler for the fans. Uh, to help out the fan base of Major League Baseball, uh, George Clooney gets to hang out uh, with the uh, he gets to hang out in the dugout with the rest of the Ocean's Eleven cast, and they they get to be pranksters uh, with endearing hijinks, uh, and this is broadcast on the jumbotron throughout the game. So they're they're causing hijinks. You know, Brad Pitt, George Clooney. Uh, is Matt Damon in I don't know, is Matt Damon in it? They're all down in the dugout, and they're pranking so, the players, and they're pranking each other. Filling so up. Br- Brad Pitt is, like, smearing jock straps with Icy Hot and things like yeah, that. Yeah, Clooney's putting popcorn in helmets, so when they put them on, it dumps on them. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, <clears throat> I, I think, though, this is always fun. Like, I used to love it when Pedro Martinez would put on a yoga, Yoda mask and... And then uh, David Ortiz would like tie him up to one of the um, dugout posts with a bunch of athletic tape. I think yeah. that stuff is great, but I don't think these stars need to descend onto this into baseball and like steal the limelight from the players. So I, I think I'm gonna have to go whacked with this because I think oh. like this stuff is fun, but I think it should just be done by the players and managers and even the mascot. You know, they can do like some fun stuff like that like do donuts with the golf cart during the game you know maybe right. wally the mascot of the red sox could do that i'm just right. using the mascot to uh, of the red sox as an example because you know they're my team but yeah i think no yeah, i get that that's, i think that's this is valid. whacked i think the those hollywood a-listers should go back to hollywood and prank each other along hollywood boulevard yeah on the set of their uh their well-funded movie yeah. uh so okay all right so uh, the uh, Homer tattoo was a stacked. Uh, the water cannons were stacked, and Travis says that George Clooney hanging out with his best friends, having a good time in the dugout, is whacked. So sorry, <laughs> George. Well, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, you got to respect but- the athletes. All right, so that was this week's edition of Stacked or Whacked. Uh, thank you for playing, Travis. 
Yeah, no problem. And if anyone has more pictures of uh, stacked wood or wood of any kind, uh, feel free to send them along to our Gmail account, which, which is... Uh, Stacking wood with Josh and Travis at gmail.com. Yeah, so send the pictures into there, and we'll we'll put them up on the Instagram account, the Stacking Wood Instagram account. So we've got we've had some great pictures of stacked wood, and we hope to have many more. So yeah, all right. Well, all right. Well, this has been another edition of Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman. I think you still have a few more weeks up in Vermont. So yeah, I have three more weeks. Yeah, we'll have a few more Vermont episodes, and until next time, stack that wood, baby. Stack that wood. Stack that wood. Yeah. 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 Yeah.